Welcome to the Better Business, Better Life podcast with Stuart Wilkinson and... Dave Jags. Sorry, we've missed a, missed a week or two. We've been a bit tied up, but we're, we're back. back. We're, we're back. back. You're right, Dave. We have missed we've been two weeks now. We've had a gap since our last one. So today's subject we've picked on is it's Mental Health Awareness Week here in New Zealand. And so we thought we're not going to go into kind of the depths of managing mental health because we are no experts on that. But we're going to lean very much heavily into Dave's background in personal training and his experience there to, I guess, talk more of a high level of well-being. And I guess we all know, and we've all heard stories, especially over the last three years, where for business owners, there's been a lot of stress in life, whether it's pandemics, whether it's supply chain issues, whether it's staffing issues, whether, you know, the list could, we could be here for a whole podcast talking about the, the ups and downs of the last three years. But your well-being as a business owner has been tested. And there's no doubt that that obviously has effects on your business in in indirect ways or direct ways depending on what way you look at it so i think today was just sharing i guess some of our own, our own personal stories but also stories we've heard of, of and also i guess as i said dave's background so i know dave you, you probably can introduce this better than me you're the expert on not well-being but you know you, you you've been in the industry of well-being for a long time in the sense of physical side of it and the importance that it's for a lot of people to their well-being is doing physical activity on a regular basis yeah so <clears throat> I guess for me the journey started when I first started out as a very green PT and I kind of had these wonderful kind of illustrious ideas of you know I was going to be turning people into these like you know muscle bound or whatever the hell they wanted to be and I very very quickly realized that, that was like far from reality and and the truth was for a lot of the people that were coming in unless you could actually help them kind of center themselves slightly the fitness side of it was a little bit here nor there Mm. so the fitness became part of their routine it became part of like keeping them kind of centered and generally happy and healthy and actually the byproducts of regular fitness were the kind of well they were they were bonus extras the losing weight putting on muscle generally being a bit fitter Mm. so it it very quickly changed and for me it kind of yeah it totally shifted the whole business model of beyond of how we were going to send it like it kind of went from being this you know personal training very much goal driven into actually it was more about creating a community and accountability and a place where people felt they belonged yeah because that's where you'd get that regularity and then if people were coming regularly then they'd start to generally you know, I, I think as a rule of thumb, they generally feel better on a day-to-day basis. So, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. And I guess I got lots of outlooks or insights into how different people kind of worked and utilised health and wellness or exercise as part of their health and wellness. You know, I had people from accountants, lawyers, insurance brokers, council workers, nurses, doctors, yeah. you know, a whole spectrum, whole spectrum. And um, yeah, it was it was really it was really quite an interesting scenario to be honest. So Dave, you mentioned obviously you went in as a green-eyed PT, going, "I'm just going to create you know these machines." But what was there a particular client, or was there just a series of events that led you to going to go? Actually, this is yeah, obviously you know fitness and, and people being good about themselves in that sense was part of it. But actually, this is more about them as a person and their well-being, and not just on muscle was there a couple of things that kind of led to that transition or thought yeah. process change so I've, I've you know i've had i had a couple of i had a few clients for the entirety of my 
like kind of fitness career so like 10 years so they were with me the whole way through and actually there was a few people in that bracket and I kind of always jokingly mock one of them who I'm still in touch with now quite regularly is that I've actually taken over 140 kilos off him yep he started at 120 but we just did this wonderful yo-yo oh yeah constantly (laughs) up and down up and down go through a real good spell feel great run a marathon then they disappear off the face of the earth as work got busy, things became stressful, put all of this weight back on, and then we'd do the process again. And I kind of realized like this is totally pointless, what we're doing right now. It wasn't pointless from a point of view of he was paying me yeah. regularly, and I used to thank him for that. But from a point of view of like we weren't really creating healthy habits, mm. actually what we needed to do was we needed to create this like healthy routine which would help him manage his kind of workflow, which would help him then kind of manage, you know, the mental health and all the other things that went with it. So we had to kind of create these little things, and it was kind of non-negotiables. We used to call it first things first. Ooh, yep. I like that. So it's like, what is like... Well, it's the things that, you know, we've spoken about time-blocking diaries yep. and stuff like that before. I don't know if we've spoken about it on the podcast, but it's a similar principle. It's... What are the non-negotiables that have to go in your diary on a weekly basis? What are the things that have to go in your diary on a daily basis? And they have to be put in. So if you're saying that exercise releases endorphins, generally makes you feel better on a daily basis, well, it has to go in your diary. And if you can't guarantee that you won't overrun on meetings or it won't get booked over, it has to go first. So so, so it has to be the first thing that you do that day, you know, it doesn't have to be the first thing you do that day if you can guarantee that you can keep it free. So say, for example, you get a guaranteed lunch break from 12 to 1 and you'll go to mm. the gym. That's fine. But if you can't guarantee you will get that time, it has to be the so, first So thing. that could be, I know that I've got a couple of meetings, they're meaty, and there'll be, there'll be some conversations by post, that sort of thing. Or I've got a big client discussion, which I'm, is an hour, but it quite easily could be two, whatever, we have that. It, you know, yeah. You're saying in some ways, Dave okay, I've got to make time that maybe I've got to drop the kids off at school, but then after that, that's my first thing. Whatever it like, but you've got to prioritize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you've got to actually create the opportunity for those those things. So it's like, unless, yeah. So if you can't guarantee the time slot in your day, then you need to get the thing that's important to you or the most important thing done first. Now, like, I think it's really important to think, like that kind of well-being side of things, it doesn't necessarily mean exercise. Mm. It could yeah, be true. meditation. Do you know what I mean? It could be going for a, a walk. It could be doing something that helps you to feel like grounded and yep. centered. And I guess this is where my shift as a personal trainer really changed. And I went away from the real cliche kind of fitness PT route. And I went more into the, well, no, wait a second. What do we actually need to do to help you from a well-being point of view? So it doesn't have to be exercise, but... Does it mean getting up and going for a walk along the beach in the morning? Does it yeah. mean getting up, sitting outside and having a coffee just so you can kind of like, ooh. it's like actually prioritizing the important things to you and then ensuring that they have that time slot within the day. So that was where this like first things first came from. So it either gets the first priority in your diary, as in it goes somewhere that it can't be booked over, or it goes first in the day to make sure that nothing can go over the top of it. So like, I've got two kids. I've got ten and a half month old and a three and a half year old. Once I've walked in that door at home, I do not get a chance to breathe nope. until there you go to bed. Yep. And bedtime can vary from <laughs> both in bed knackered at six o'clock to 
I'm wrestling the three and a half year old down at eight o'clock. Yep. Yeah. This sounds vaguely familiar, I like Dave. I don't not, know why. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not running. Yeah. I'm not running it solo, and you know my wife's there helping. But I can't guarantee I'm going to get to do exercise at that point. Yeah. So it's it's part of this, Dave. Cause so you know. It's part of this, Dave, because, you know, I think most people who have regular listeners of the podcast know me and Dave have kids exactly the same age, so we have these little moments of the podcast. I'm like, I know what you're talking about there, Dave. Is, you know, if we think of business owners, they are the business, there's a lot of responsibility, staff, customers, the whole shebang. There's family, you know, and I guess what you, your first sort of point here, Dave, is, is, is how you prioritize your time is kind of the direct relation because i think yeah. it's very easy for us to go well as you said like once once you get home from work into dad mode well it's not like you know sorry i'm off for my half an hour run like that you know it just does life doesn't work like that but it's actually going well i still need to do that but i've got to work out times and and not negotiate on that because i think it's very easy to go oh yeah but i've got to follow up with that paperwork or i've got to follow that supplier or i've got to oh, i i should really phone Carl, my staff member, about something. There's always something else you could be doing, but I guess it's yeah. actually protecting that time in your diary and understanding that, that that time is just as important as you doing work because it leads to better work outcomes, most likely, and family outcomes probably as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. And you've actually just got to set some rules around it, and people need to understand them because, believe it or not, you set rules and you explain why, and it doesn't matter whether it's your staff members, your reception team it doesn't actually matter who it is as long as you set clear boundaries as to why you do it and explain it i think nine times out of ten people will actually respect the reasons that you do do it so i trained a very high-flying lawyer and he had three exercise slots in his diary every week monday wednesday friday they could not be booked over Mm. they could be moved this was the rules for the entire law firm they cannot be booked over they can be moved they cannot be booked over so they could be moved within the same day but never booked over and he just used to walk out go to the gym jesus cool and he learned that lesson he learned that lesson the hard way but he's like i am a better lawyer for doing this yeah and that's the key thing is that is you know this and adding, like, to, adding to your success is part of this this you know you're, you're refueling the tank aren't you really yeah yeah and he didn't hide it very public knowledge would go get changed into his gym gear Walk out, see you, see you in an hour, guys. Go to the gym and come back. Yeah, that's cool. Like, so he kind of took that whole thing away from it, and they'd be like, oh, that's cool. But then as a byproduct, his teams would start taking the time to go to the gym three times a week or taking the time to go out for a run or go for a walk or do something that was good. And that actually just creates a productive work. Yeah, agreed. Because it sets the tone. It, it, it doesn't have to be the gym. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that. It can be anything. But actually setting the time to look after yourself yeah. is important. Because at the end of the day, you can't look after anyone else unless you look after yourself first. Correct. Yeah, it's the old, we always use the analogy on your aeroplane. You look, put your mask on yourself first before you help anyone else, isn't it? Others, isn't it? That's that whole story. Yeah. So with, with that, Dave, I guess, is what are, through your experience, what are common signs that, behaviors or whatever that people maybe need to relook at how they're prioritizing their time what is some you know we, we hear this term burnout you know a lot which can mean a lot of things for different people it can mean i don't think personally on my always saying i think burnout gets confused with 
it's not working lots. It's actually you get to a point where you are overwhelmed and cannot actually function properly in your job. So it doesn't matter if you're working yeah. 80 hours or 40 hours or whatever, but if you're burning out with whatever, it might be the activity, whatever. But what is it that people need to start? And everyone's different. I get that part. But what are some common themes and stuff that maybe people who are listening to the podcast go, oh, that, that, that's probably thinking of something I've got to think about? Yeah, I, I don't, maybe potentially a bit above my pay grade, but I think you you tend to see people like making a lot of excuses for subbing out. Yeah. I'm too busy to do that. Potentially a bit volatile to situations that they shouldn't be. Like for me mm. personally, if I get if I get angry in the car or get annoyed <laughs> with someone when I'm driving, I know that I'm not in a good frame of mind. Yeah. That's like literally the truth. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have road rage or anything like that but I'll be like oh come on what was that about and then I'm like no you're just like yep worked up yep so I think everyone will have their own triggers but I think what's more important is what you then do about it to be totally honest with you and you know it's just like looking at your business working out you know what to do next or where the next opportunity is it's actually highlighting the things that are important to you so nine times out of ten I'll hear people go that's it on Monday yeah I'm going to eat well and I'm going yeah, to exercise. Yeah, this, this week is yeah. going to be a different week. Like, yeah. It's just like business. There's no specified goal in that. And you're trying to change everything in one go. So you are going to yeah. fail. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> if you tell me that, it's not going to happen. However, if you turn around and say, right, on Monday, I'm going to do three pieces of exercise next week. And you put it in your yeah. diary. And that's all you change. You'll actually do it because it's only three yeah. things. Yeah, if you think about tackling all of your eating and exercise, you're talking about changing 38 things. Yeah, yeah. breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, plus exercise on top of that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But you can start by putting in three pieces of exercise. Or you could start by going, first things first, most important thing of the day, breakfast. I'm just going to start by ensuring I eat a healthy breakfast every day. Yeah. Because you get into the habit of that, and then the week after you're like, cool, I've got breakfast down. I'm going to change lunch. You know, just tackle one thing each week. But you do that for five weeks and suddenly you'll have changed an awful lot. Yeah. So it's kind of like just little things constantly because then you'll get the sense of achievement, you'll get into a routine. And before you know it, it's like all those little things have turned into a massive, massive shift. It used to be one of my biggest battles. I'd have a client come in and they'd be like, you know, Motivated. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here Dave. Do your worst. I'm up for this. Yeah. You know, rip shit and bust. Let's do this. So you're like, and actually, my first job was to like calm down. This is a long journey. It's mm. not a quick fix. And let's start with one thing. One thing. You know, <laughs> they've kind of got their eye on where they're going. And you're like, no, nah, I've got to do this like the long way. Because if you actually do it the long way, that's when you make the big changes. Yeah. And it's part of this, Dave, as you said, like starting small, but also, you know, whether it's, you know, three three pieces of exercise a week, make sure that's in the diary. It's, it's part of it is in a work environment, which has probably got a bigger sense of impact and, and discussion, is what are the things that I feel personally are, are pulling me away from maybe the t- my priority of fitness and stuff? Because I think... Yeah, you know, like it, we're all busy being busy in some ways, and some of that's good, and some of that's you know how we discipline our time and stuff. So it's part of a, a genuine habit change and stuff. Like you talked about that lawyer, probably one of the big changes there was actually embracing the stuff that actually I need to let 
my other partners know, I need to know, my team know that this is really important and you cannot touch it. So the relief is often like, oh, cool, I've socialized it. So is there a big part there actually understanding what, what is stopping these things happening as part of this process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, you know, you've got to understand where the weaknesses are and like what's stopping it from happening. And then, you know, sometimes when you verbalize it with others, you realize that actually it's just all in your head as to why you don't actually go yep. and do it. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got this, so many poor people would be like, oh, that doesn't look very professional if I disappear out in the middle of a working day. And it's like, yeah, but you also start at seven and you don't finish till six. So no one's questioning your work ethic. It's like, you know, when someone looks at it from the other direction or reframes it. So I think, you know, you've actually got to talk about it. And, you know, now more than ever, people are tired. It's been a long three years. People need to prioritize themselves a little bit. But I don't think any workplace and that's like staff looking up or employers looking down is going to question it all they want is clarity so that uh, do you know yeah. what I mean so someone like disappearing off for an hour during the day and they're like where did where's Dave go? kind of thing do you know yeah. what I mean they're going to have issues with that if you said I went for a swim for an hour oh yeah cool and I'm going to do this every Tuesday at 12 or what yeah 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 yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean it's actually like clarity communication is kind of the all the key things so is there a message here for business owners and thinking about their own team here going actually am i clear with my my team and my staff and look i get it like some roles you know you you have to be on site like a retail or hospital i get that part but is, is part of it making sure you've you are clear on what's what's acceptable in this sense or like you know because as you said like i'm a lawyer i should always be on and i'm always available like there's there are, you know roles and stuff have stereotypes which can be good and bad so is part of that as an employer making sure you've got a good environment to discuss that sort of thing? Well, I I think it's probably going to the next step as an employer, isn't it? It's understanding what kind of workplace you want to be and what kind of values you want to portray. So at the end of the day, most people can walk out the door now and ask for a pay rise from somewhere and they'll have another job. What not all employer will offer is the value in being listened to and heard and understood and creating a workplace environment where people actually, you know, feel like they've got the opportunity to do things exactly like we just spoke about. Yeah. You know, so if you're a working parent, do you know what I mean? Finding some time in the day to go and do a bit of exercise, you know, dragging out your lunch break a bit. And, you know, like we just said, yes, phones need to be answered, emails and all of that jazz, but there's no reason that you can't stagger a day or stagger a break period or whatever it is to make sure that you've got time for people like that to do those kind of yeah. things so i think it's a great opportunity for employers to show a bit of forward thinking and create a bit of flexibility within the day yeah. so with beyond we actually used to go to a couple of to an accounting firm and we used to do 10 week blocks of like boot camps oh, cool. but we'd run it from the actual office yep. so we'd go in pick them up so they'd finish at four thirty on that day We'd go do 45 minutes, and then they'd come back and all kind of go. Yeah. And we used to do that two times a week, and we used to do kind of blocks of about 10 weeks, and we'd do it kind of once or twice a yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, and, um, I, and I think it's interesting, and especially we've had more and more people, are, you know, when work from home, hybrid workplaces, whatever, but I do think there is culturally and societally, there's a more always available, always on mentality a little bit. You know, we're all, we're all more connected than we've ever been. You know, you can't escape your mobile phone. And so there is a immediacy, I think, culturally, we've, 
we, we kind of expect sometimes and I think that's, we've got to be really careful at that because as you yeah. said Dave like, most things aren't urgent let's be brutally honest if it was answered in an hour and a half's time it's probably fine and, and stuff but so I think it's, it is really important from a business point of view of the habit you're kind of you may say one thing but then you may encourage another if you're not like go hey I want yeah. this but then habits of how people do going oh Dave didn't reply to my email 10 minutes ago it's like cool it's an email and so and I, and I guess that kind of like so it leads into like lots of kind of more conversations doesn't it around just simple things you can be doing on a daily basis so like one of the best things I think about exercise is the fact that if you sit at your desk all day and mm. you're working and it's quite intent working you're actually quite isolated yeah. so unless you go and have your coffees or your lunches with people it doesn't really matter where you are so like more and more people are working from home or doing that kind of thing so actually you need the social interaction so the social interaction releases dopamine and endorphin to actually make you feel better so if you are at home all day every day don't underestimate the fact that actually you need to go and see people yes so you should be looking for some form of social outlet so I don't know it could be a quiz night at the pub with a group of mates it could be going to the gym with people you actually need those things to help you like look after your health and wellness so we had like our gym physio clinic was in the CBD so we actually had heaps of office workers lunch times but every lunch time they'd come in and they'd just be like this is just my yeah, thing for, yeah for me you know? but yeah. actually it became as much about the social group as it did about the yes. exercise you know you learn the history oh Hamish how's the kids oh so and so what's going on there do you know what I mean so it becomes that social connection that a lot of people lack yep. especially when you're busy parents but then also, and this is something I didn't massively understand until I got this job. My God, you can be sedentary. Yes. Like, so when I was PTing, like full flight PTing, I was doing about 22,000 steps a day yeah. without doing any exercise. Yeah. I can struggle to hit 3,000 now. And it's not like I get home and sit on my ass. I've got a three-year-old. <laughs> I'm all over the show. So you're like, that's a humongous humongous difference in just what's called like your neat output so it's just like your exercise Mm. at rest effectively so just try to incorporate some form of like movement into your day so here for example i have my catch-ups with shelly who's obviously my kind of direct manager so we go for a walk yes we go for a walk around the block for that 30 minutes and literally, people would think we're weird because we just do laps of the block. <laughs> and I know, in but the Christchurch office, it's, it's very much a block. Act- it literally is a block, isn't it? Yeah, 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 totally. But it's actually so good, you know? Get out some fresh air, get some sun, do a bit of exercise. No. So it's like trying to incorporate those things into your day. And now not every workplace can do that. Yeah. But park a little bit further away. Just do those little bits and pieces that give you the opportunity to just generally pick up your exercise is never ever going to be a bad thing from releasing like good endorphins all of that side of stuff as well it's funny you mentioned steps actually Dave because I noticed this about six weeks ago probably two months ago that my steps were not great on a daily basis and part of it was winter and one of the things I was like right I've got to because I'm like you I like a walking meeting it makes me I think there's a a whole thing about creativity and thinking the big proponent who was a big fan of of walking meetings is Steve Jobs he was he whenever a big decision was going to make they used to go out for a walk the other thing from a leadership point of view it's quite good it's not as formal it kind of relaxes everyone a little bit so you can have a bit more of an open conversation rather than you're this side of the table and I'm this side of the table like that a table's a barrier so there's there's whole benefits around that side of things but 
I do, if I have a call that I don't, I will often go for a walk around the block when I'm on the phone to people because, you know, if I need to take notes, I can put it on my iPhone, you know, whatever. Like it's, you know, we've got technology now. But by just doing simple things like that, you can, as you said, Dave, get one, a bit more movement, a bit more exercise. My, and my steps are, are up now because I'm doing it. So, but it's recognizing, I guess, as you said, you've recognized that. Whereas you could, if, you, if you're not being aware or self-aware of what, what, what your environment's maybe creating, months could go by and that before you know it, it's a habit and you know then you're into a place where but and it and again it's like just little changes yeah. every week amount of really big changes so you know you know for both of us we obviously have to drive to meetings we have to go to meetings to meet people if you're running early park a little bit yeah. further away i'm walking yeah. do you know what i mean like i've always got time on my side like i'm fearful of being late so the chances are I'll normally get there and be like, right, I've got about five to ten minutes to wait around. Don't sit in your car and flick through Instagram (laughs) or LinkedIn or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Either go for a walk, park up a little bit early, because actually it's probably going to make you have a better meeting anyway because you can actually, like, get the blood pumping, get the endorphins going, like you said, relax, kind of get yourself in the frame of mind for it. So it's... I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's taking all of the little opportunities you can to ensure that you know actually at the end of the week you'll look back and be like whoa all of make a big difference really yeah up. and it's i think it's one of the things you talked about with with social and stuff i think I, I mentioned a little bit earlier is there is so many distractions now in the the world we live in and carrying around this you know a computer with us half the time is it's not helpful to that and i think i think for business owners part of it's being able to mentally switch off at the end of the day and park stuff in the sense of oh i've always could be available always beyond so apple have just done this thing where you can kind of change the mode of your phone so it has different views and different focus modes they call it and i think i've just put that in place and it's really good i think for just so i minimize all my like personal notifications if that makes sense when i work but flip sides i don't have make sure i have no work notifications when i'm our past i think half five i have it said but i think it's these mental parts is really important that you're present when with whatever you need to be doing but also i think it's just subtle cues of not drawing you back and i guess this is what you talked about earlier they're recognizing what might be distracting you or taking you away from the focus time or the prioritization of time that you had but technology can is a great helper with that but also can be a massive hindrance for that because if you're about to go out to the gym and you check your emails you're like oh no i better reply to that like you know then you're you've been taken off into another place or whatever so you've got to work out like when i go on holiday i purposely delete my outlook delete teams so i do not check it which is for the first few days you like pick it i was picking my phone going Oh, why do I pick my phone up? Oh, that's why. But yeah. it's interesting when you start doing some drastic things. But it's also, yeah. yeah. So I think technology is good. But it, for us as business owners and people in business, it it can be a huge puller back to go, look at me, look at me, which is not always good. Yeah, I think it's also one of those important things, isn't it? Like I know we've spoken about it before. So like I have Outlook timed on my phone, so it turns off at a certain point and it only turns on at a certain point from a point of view of downloading. But it's also on the simple things as well, isn't it? Like thinking, well, that's what I do to protect myself. Yeah. I'll quite often work random hours here and there if I kind of feel like I need to. But actually timing the message to go out rather than sending it yeah. there. Delay sending your signals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, I might be working at 9 o'clock, but actually delay it to send at the right time to the next morning to try and like help other people yes. manage those and, things and- rather than like 
Oh, wait a second. Dave's just emailed me at nine o'clock at night. What's that? Co- about? Correct. <laughs> On a Sunday. Nothing better than that. Yeah. But, 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 but yeah, so like actually delaying those things. But I think, so exercise is one thing. And this is something I got challenged with as well. So like I was obviously uh, running the gym and the physio clinic and all of that side of stuff. It was a very social job. And I felt like switching into this role was, it was still social, but not quite to the same degree. But it's actually realizing that because my job used to be so social, I used to do all my training on my own because that was like yep. Dave time. It was time for me to like process, <laughs> yeah? Whereas I guess now like work is still social but not to the same degree as it was, that actually I now need to get my exercise as social, as social yep. time with like other people. So it's like going to long for me personally to like running groups or kayaking groups and things like that. So it's actually understanding you actually need a mix of like exercise but social time is there as well. And I think people often see exercise as the be all and end all, but it's like, yeah. it's a collaboration of yeah. both, which is, you know, where places like your F45s and all your mm. group gyms and things like that, they do have a place yeah. because it's as much about the community side of it as it is other yeah. stuff. Just don't be a one hit wonder. <laughs> Go and ease your way into it and don't get injured within about 30 seconds. Otherwise, the physios just get Correct. Rich. Is that what you did, Dave, in the business model? Is like, we just pumped them really hard and then we got the physio there just in case. <laughs> now we set up just down the road from an F45, so we got them from there. We just then had the nice gym that eased yeah. into it. Yeah, so that side. And then, I guess, sorry, we're going to keep yeah. going now. Food, I gonna, well, I was going to ask you about diet, Dave, because I think, yeah. Huge, huge, huge. And I kind of mentioned it earlier, but like breakfast is, in my eyes, one of the most important meals of the day. It sets you up for yeah. the rest of the day. And when I say that, it's not talking from a point of view of making you full. It's talking from a point of view of like, if you get a good healthy breakfast in that's got a good dose of protein and healthy fats, it just stabilizes your blood sugar level moving forward. So you're not and looking for a craving. It's your blood sugar level that kind of yeah. controls yeah. those highs and lows and the swings. So I think it's really, really important to start that. So, what, so well. what you said there sort of pre-balanced breakfast what would what would that look like Dave you know that's really leaning to expertise here what would be a night what are the sort of fr- you know whether it's fruit nuts whatever what is it that is a good balance so sort of components so fruit is a real common like it can be a real misfire eh? so fruit is essentially high in glucose which is high yep. in sugars yeah so effectively it's like eating a healthy Mars bar if you have a banana or something <laughs> obviously it's way better for you it's got all your vitamins and minerals and things like that but from a it's sugar point sugar. of view you know people give you bananas when you're doing races yes. when you're doing a run or something like that yeah so actually it's not that flash as a breakfast source so that's where you go down like eggs oh yeah poached eggs scrambled eggs all of those side of things huge hits of protein which will give you that kind of satiety for the day, make you feel full, but also just balances out those kind of sugar levels moving forward. So scrambled eggs on wholemeal toast, or you can go into like your nut butters on toast or something along those lines, or some form of like or granola, but keeping it again high in the protein and the fat side of things. Eating well isn't cheap. In this inflationary world, yeah. (laughs) No, it's not. But generally the portions that you need of like good foods is actually less than the portion sizes you need of rubbish foods because they fill you up they make you fuller for longer and so on and so forth so yeah starting that breakfast right that's the key thing and then really this is where a lot of people i think go massively wrong from a weight management and general kind of healthy lifestyle point of view is you should eat breakfast obviously well but then lunch should be one of your biggest meals of the day and dinner should be like and, and, that's sort of not, and often people late. do i'll grab something at lunch and then 
the big dinner. Yeah, they grab something at lunch, if not miss yes. it altogether. They then snack pretty heavily when they get home because they're starving whilst they're putting the kids yeah. to bed or doing whatever, you know, clearing off the kids' plates. And then they go and nail a huge dinner because they're starving. And then you've got all these color calories coming into the body and then you just go to bed and don't do anything. Yeah. So it's kind of like thinking about how you reverse that. Caffeine is obviously kind of another real interesting one. So I'm an absolute coffee addict. I love it. It's great. Liquid gold. <laughs> However, it fires up your fight or flight system, basically. It fires up, which actually means that you stop metabolizing your food properly and it kind of starts to oh, really? storing body fat. Yeah, so it can make you all like, you know how it makes you feel anxious? Yeah. If you have two, if you, if you yeah, so effectively it kind of kicks into that gear. You reach for a coffee, makes you feel anxious. So you do need to try and moderate your caffeine. Uh, are you talking to yourself here, Dave? Yeah, I'm 100% talking to myself. Yeah. But it's also one of those things some people can handle it, some people can't. So yeah. yeah. And I think that kind of comes down to a bit of a. Yeah, personal, and you learn your lessons through coffee, isn't it? Oh, you know, I never forget i was in yeah eight years ago in wellington and you know it's like the back to mat meeting it's like people don't coffee coffee and you're like oh my goodness and you get to like the third meeting you're zoning out big time you're like oh that's yeah. a bit too much i guess the message there dave because you see it with oh, i just think the worst invention in life energy drinks is like cruxes for a quick fix which then are just creating a bigger you're kicking the can down the hill to be honest in the sense of creating a problem yeah, for yourself totally. whereas i guess what you're saying is in some ways, when you talk about prioritization, prioritize first prioritize just, and I know, like, you know, we get it. Like, as me and Dave have young kids, and so we know it's like, can be chaos at 7 a.m. in the morning or earlier. But just having a good breakfast can actually set the stall for a, a, good, a good day, but then also monitor what you're doing by not going, oh, I'll just have an extra cup of coffee to, and I know, again, as a parent, that is very tempting sometimes after four hours sleep. But and, and the key is just to do a bit of prep. It doesn't have to take long. Yeah. You know, you can prep five breakfasts in five yep. minutes. Yep. Five Tupperware containers, oats, protein powder in each one, some oat milk. It can be normal milk, whatever it is. A few handful of nuts and seeds, bang, healthy breakfast, ticked off. All you've got to do add is the, yeah. add a bit of, do you know what I mean? The night before, bang it in the fridge and there's one to take every yep. morning. It doesn't have to take long, and there's very like flavoursome ways you can do it. There's heaps of recipes out there online. There's lots of things you can do. It's actually just, you know, putting the time and effort into doing that. You know, I know for me personally, and you know, for our family, like we, Florence eats a lot of eggs yep. because we get up and do that. We make it part of our like morning routine. Do you know what I mean? And Florence gets me up at like crack of dawn. <laughs> yeah, as I'm sure you yep. do. And we've only done it a couple of times. I can't believe I'm about to admit this on air. But there's some really, really good, like, kids slash adults yoga type oh, things. Oh, yeah. Yes, I've seen that. You can do on and YouTube. Like, even Led Mills yeah. do some stuff so like it's that. Like, they do kids, this kids version. It kind of tells a story which keeps the kids yeah. engaged. They try and kind of follow along. But if you do it as well, it's actually, it's not a bad little yeah. workout. For, and it's something that, what else do I do when I'm up with her? Or whatever. Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning, do you know what I mean? And so I've had a rough night with yeah. Ted. I'm going to be on deck doing something, so maybe that's something we can do together. And if you're teaching them healthy habits on, you know, first things first, get some fitness done, get some health and wellness type stuff done, that's never going to be a bad thing, is it? No, exactly, exactly. So, all right, Dave, I think we'll wrap it up there. And I hope, like, I think, you know, it, it, all this sort of time, it, it, 
it takes maybe a bit of self-reflection from everyone to sort of look at it. But I think, as you said there, Dave, is don't try and change the world in one... Don't be a one-hit wonder. Don't try go big too early. Just do one little thing for the yeah. for a period of time and just cement that. It's kind of the first thing, isn't it? We've, we've missed one massive one that we can't remember. Oh! Alcohol. Oh, do we have to talk about that? We do have to talk about that. So... Alcohol, everyone's like, oh, I'll reach for the low-carb one. That <laughs> Problem right. solved. That will make it okay. <laughs> tick, tick, box. It isn't the carbohydrates in alcohol that's the issue. It's the ethanol, which is actually makes up the alcohol. So ethanol is a poison. Yep. So your body re- instantly starts metabolizing the poison, stops metabolizing food, which is why you get the old yeah. that's going on. So it's actually really, really important that you do not drink just like one glass every night of the week. Yeah. I, I, oh, just I, I, I actually just was at one. the doctor the other day and she yep. did the old chart there was a chart and she you know they they they, they said look your advice is I think it was two minimum two or three days off a week is kind of what you should be doing from it and obviously then monitor yep. units and stuff because there'll be a lot of people go oh I don't yeah it's fine but then you go and have a skin full on a Friday and Saturday night that's just binge drinking doesn't but it but it is yep. easy speaking from personal experience here to you know tough day at work blah 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 oh just go and grab a beer or a glass of wine or whatever and before you know it it's yeah so more nights without alcohol than with alcohol and that's literally just because if you have alcohol in your system your food doesn't get metabolized properly you're not getting energy the way you should natural depressant not helping you wake up slightly hungover definitely not going to go and put the first things first so you actually like not drinking when you get home from work is actually the first step towards having a productive tomorrow (sighs) Jesus, there it is, Dave. There's, uh, yeah. Okay. That is literally like the golden rule. And nine times out of ten, if you've got a soda water or something like that in the fridge, if that is that bad, that'll actually quench your yep. thirst. You're actually just wanting something cold and yep. fizzy. I don't know what it is yep. about it, but it's the truth. So, yeah, that's where we'll, we'll wrap, wrap it up, up now. And I, I, know that, I know that all the ladies in the Taringa office are now cursing my <laughs> name because we actually had a chat about drinking habits last week <laughs> but also i think in some ways is that a bit less no you don't want to go and stir the pot in your workplace about oh let's talk about drinking habits but also i think like you said it's about it's talking about well-being and stuff in a, an environment that obviously you feel comfortable with and not saying portraying your views or whatever but you know, talking about this sort of stuff in your workplace is actually a good thing to know that there's one support out there for, for yourself and and discuss how you help each other and like you know i know the town office great example where it's walk up you know oh we're going up the mount does anyone want to join us like just little things like that can make a big difference to the offer uh, to you your well-being because you've kind of got someone helping you do it as well i think if that makes sense so i think your yeah. environment at work is yeah, a big yeah. part of it yeah definitely and i think yeah it's definitely it's a huge huge part of it but i think just little things first things first find that time for the exercise mm or find some time for whatever it is find find some time to prioritize you it's probably the real key part and there is always time within the yeah, day to do that always is. i don't care what anyone says yeah. and you actually have to just lock it out make it happen speak to your partner do whatever you need to do yeah and then everything else will start to flow on from that cool awesome dave thanks for your words of wisdom as always everyone all the social media links and stuff are in the show notes attached to this podcast if you did like this episode please like and subscribe it really helps us spread the good word and make sure you do follow us on social media for any updates from right way but check us out for our next episode next week so so thanks thanks very much dave cool all right speak bye. soon bye